founders, what's going on. You guys know I love in-person events and they are back. The recording you're about to hear is from our most recent event where we had hundreds of founders come together, share intimate details, templates, KPIs, OKRs about their business. And it was something special, something special. We'd love to meet you in person. If you want to see the next live events we have coming up via our schedule, the link will be down below in the description. If you're listening on iTunes, check this out on YouTube. You'll see the links in the description, or you can just Google Founder Path or Latka next event. We'd love to see you in person. In the meantime, though, enjoy this recording. It's a good one. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. So I'm going to make this really quick because like yesterday was awesome. I'm not going to teach you anything that John didn't teach you, Godard, you know, Nathan or anything. So what I can do, I can share just our story, where we, what we did wrong, what we did good, and just like, yeah, talk, learn, share, right? That's why we are here. Okay, so let me figure out how this works. Okay, like this. Okay, so everybody here has been talking about data, right? Nathan is showing you like all the data points, right? And then we saw GTube, data, data, data. That's great. We love that. We love that. Data is everywhere. That's why we exist. We exist, you know, companies like you, enterprises, small, you know, SaaS companies to actually help with data. But data ecosystem has been like really hard for the last couple of years. When Snowflake started, they actually solved all of the big data issues, you know, no more Hadoop wrangling. But there's like 20 different tools you need to use to process data into Snowflake and out of Snowflake. And it only starts with getting data in. So what we did, we actually, oh, by the way, see, G2, you know, we have the stars on G2 as well. We love G2, right? So what we did, we actually, you know, like put it all together into end-to-end -end platform. So you don't have to have, you know, 20 different tools. You have one login. You can get data in. You can get all the connectors. We have the biggest marketplace in, the, in our space. We have 1,400 applications in our marketplace developed by 400 different developers. You can actually, you know, create automations to power your data once it's in Snowflake to actually run it somewhere, put it in your Salesforce, you know, and just like have it where you want to have it, right? And last but not least, you have the data science part. Because a lot of people, you know, like you get the data in, you look at it like Nathan did, right? Perfect. But underneath that, there is a lot of machine learning models. And you need to have all of those parts, three parts working together. So yeah, that's what we did. And in this part, you know, like actually people who started data are geeks, right? They are nerds. They love their CI CD pipelines. They love their DevOps tools, right? Like I was talking to that guy last night, right? And he's like, yeah, he's actually really smart. You know, we spent like hours talking to him. He is smart. And he likes, you know, uh, he, he likes code, right? So, but then you go to business departments, nobody wants to code. People want to have click interfaces. And in data, we see these two different personas, two different roles. So what we had to do, we started with code. We started with APIs. And then we are slowly adding on interfaces for business users. That was Scott was uh, saying yesterday, right, about small things, you know, like, like putting together and stuff, right? That's what we're trying to do. We are not in this for one year. We actually had that plan. Like yesterday, the guy from uh, the credit card company was saying about 10 year, 10x, right? 
plan three years, then go back one year, two years. That's what we did, you know, five years ago. And finally now it's materializing. So what actually you get when you start using our platform? Well, inside your company, people don't do only the biggest, you know, like the largest use case that everybody's, you know, doing in the data world. You unlocked all of these small use cases. And that's really, really cool. But enough about our product. I just wanted to make, make sure, kind of like, like we have. So when, when Gora, it was funny, when Gora was, you know, like uh, asking who did, who was there in 2000, I was there, I remember the, you know, like boom and bust. Oh, that was hard, right? And when we started Kabula, we were like, okay, we don't want to take venture money when we start. We don't really care about that. We care, you know, about, you know, making best product. Because we had a, an agency which was actually doing cloud migrations, helping companies to go to cloud, companies like Red Bull, and then scale it. And more and more we were doing that, we saw that there is one issue. We were, everybody was asking us to build a data platform for that. Integrate data, right? Run it in Amazon. It's just like we were lazy because we had done it so many times. Right? Like, there has to be a better way. So we started to make automations you know, internally. And then in 2014, we said, well, let's make it into a product. This should be a product, not an internal tool, right? So we did. And we're like, well, are we going to raise? Wow, that would be awesome, right? I was like, no, I don't think so. Because like, once you raise, you, know, you, you better know what you want to do with the money, right? You, know, you, you have to know how to use it, right? In, when, when Gora was saying that when they were starting in 2000, they needed a million dollars to buy servers. I remember that. We were shipping 400 Dell servers. You know, it was crazy. You know, half of them didn't come. But in 2014... We did not need that. You know, we had paying customers, you know, in, in, our, in our agency. And just like start a machine, well, it didn't cost anything on Amazon, right? So we're like, well, this is the great time to actually build a SaaS company without, you know, like giving too much equity away in the beginning. We can achieve product market fit without, you know, actually getting the VC money. So that's what we did. And we started to scale. We started to scale first couple of years by referrals. You know, people started to use us. They started to grow their own companies, right? And then some of them are now, now, now unicorns, like, like Product Board or Rohri Group in Europe, right? And then something happened. I'm going to show you what we did wrong and, and what we can learn from it. So, okay. So a couple of lessons that we've learned when, that are hard when you are actually going from agency or consultancy to product. First, it seems counterintuitive, but you have to let go your you know, service, professional services revenue. We were making so much money doing professional services before, right? Helping all these people. They paid us dollars, cash, right? But then when we actually wanted to do product, we had to rethink that. We would not be able to support everyone, right? So we had to actually give that money away to our partners. We started to create a partner ecosystem. And that's the red line which is trending down. And people ask, like, well, what does it mean? Like, like when you go and like, you put your product somewhere in the client and the partner comes, how much money you make, how much money they make? Well, this is kind of like, uh, actually, the, the table is, comes from our, our actual client, Mall Group, when we actually started to implement there. We said, well, our target, what we want to get is, let's say, one, right? One dollar. In the year one, we'll actually give them discounts, so we'll put 1.7 per our software. And we need to bring in partner, how much are they going to make? So we then looked back at the numbers, and in the first year, we made 0.7 of, of the target number we wanted, but our partners made four times that money. Four times, right? And that was the money we originally had in our cash flow. 
when we were when we were a service company. Now we gave it away, right? And it was actually one of the best one of the best decisions we made, because like with that we started to make an ecosystem of partners. And you know, like yesterday, everybody talked about it: partners, 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 right? Partners have a great way to help you to strengthen what you what you are doing and help you actually. They are like your extended arm, right? So that's great, but. There is also a bad side about it, and we made a huge mistake. Pascal was saying she, she just left, but she was saying yesterday when uh, when when, uh, when when you were talking about the professional services, she was like, "I hate them, right? When I see professional services, I hate them." Well, yes, if you are pipe drive, right, which is kind of like really SMB, and you are just like churning through customers, but if you are doing enterprises, you really want professional services. And that's where we made our mistake, and that kind of participated the dip that you saw, because we went to enterprise level, enterprise customers, and we said, "Well, let's bring those partners that we developed, right? Like there are 50 people company, 50 people company. They're gonna do it." And no, that was our big mistake. And if you want to know more, there's Fisha, my my my, my colleague, and he's a head of professional services. He can tell you everything about the mistakes. So that was that was that was a big learning. So another big learning. Yeah, well, my, my learning is it needs to be balanced. You don't want it for SMBs that you kind of like go like that. You want partners. But for, for enterprises, yes, you want uh, professional services. If you look at UiPath, UiPath, when they went public, they had 47% in professional services of their recurring revenue. 47%. That's huge. Because they are enterprise. And another learning that we made is kind of like when you go to enterprise features or you want to develop new features and you are bootstrapped, you don't have to pay for it. That's a big learning. You know, there's a lot of customers who are willing to pay for it. If you go, you ask them, you work with your customers, and they say, like, well, like our data science hub, right? Like we went to, we are working for Erstebay, and this is our you know, screen form product board. And what I highlighted is all the features attribute, attribute them to, to a customer, right? So what does each customer want? And we have a top 10 and top 50, right? And then we go to them and say, well, listen, this is actually on our roadmap, right? That, that 10x, three years thinking, right? But we don't want to develop it now because we have other priorities and we don't have cash for it. Would you be willing to pay for it, right? Yeah, totally, we would, right? How much? Well, can you give us half a million upfront? Yeah, no problem. And that's how we got our data science out. I bet you can't guess what SaaS founders waste the most time on after they pass 15 employees. Think about it. Think about it when you onboard a new team member. How much time as a founder do you take to set up their email account, get them added to the Trello board? If it's a sales hire, you've got to onboard them to Salesforce or Slack. This is a terrible use of your time as a founder. You should be thinking about big, long-term objectives and strategy, not IT support. That's why more firms, more SaaS founders are relying on Electric for IT support. For example, Chris at Sendoso has well over 24 million bucks in revenue today, broke a $540 million valuation last year, and he spends zero time on technical onboarding for new hires. He relies on Electric IT support to onboard 10 to 20 new teammates per quarter. 
Now, Electric is best fit for US-based companies with between 15 and 500 employees. They reached out and said, Nathan, we love your audience. We love SaaS. Can we put Electric in front of them? And I said, yes. So check them out today at nathanlatka.com forward slash electric. And as you guys know, in Latka style, I said, you gotta sweeten the deal. So they said, Nathan, for your folks, just for taking a meeting, they'll get a free pair of Beats Studio Buds. Now I looked up these buds on Amazon. It's $120 value. So to get those buds, again, just for taking a meeting, go visit nathanlacka.com forward slash electric today. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash electric. So that's a big lesson. If you are bootstrapping, you don't have to do everything yourself, right? If you have a vision, you have a roadmap, and you have customers that you actually engage with, they can pay for the development upfront. We love that. Third lesson is, and, and Nathan is all about it, right? Community, 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 right? Because that's something it's hard to replicate. So what we did five, four years ago, uh, we, actually, we actually started to work with the, with, the, with the women in tech group in Czech Republic, which is called Czech IT Girls. And we actually developed a, a, a data girls program. So it was like for all the late, it was originally, we thought it's gonna be for small girls, but then it quickly you know, like went totally out the opposite direction. And now there's been over 20,000 ladies around the world who went through that program and who actually learned how to work with data. That is so awesome because like when we go somewhere and people actually have been using us before or went through our programs, they just want to use us because they know us, right? They know that they can get to results 10 times faster. They know that because they have tried it. So this is actually a quote from one of our customers, Rosum AI, which is on the track to become another unicorn in, in ML. And one day the guy called me and he was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, well, we need to buy you. I'm like, like, like a license, right? I'm like, well, you said you don't want to buy us. You want to use the modern data stack and all the 22s because it feels cool and nice, right? He was like, yeah, but I've been trying to hire people as head of our data you know, team. And this is the fourth one who came and said, well, I'm going to join you, but only if you get a Kabula license. So that's the power of community, right? It's hard to scale globally in the first year, second year. But if you go and you create your market, your niche, and you, you kind of like get your mini brand, like as Jason Lemkin says in that, it's doable. And this is really powerful. And those couple of first years that we actually did scale, we scaled through referrals, right? So referrals, people who used us. So, okay, before I get to numbers, you know, like, well, how are we doing now? Well, during COVID pandemic, and that was where the dip comes, we made two decisions. We made a decision to actually open up Kebula as a freemium to actually enable product-led growth. And second decision, we made decision to go to enterprise because that's where you know, all the money kind of like for us was in the beginning and they pay us a lot of money and they need us. It's somehow counterintuitive. I can talk about it a little more, but this is kind of like the product-led growth. So we started, we opened up Kebula as a freemium last year. And last year, 3,000 companies actually started Kebula account. Now it's 4,000. 
Out of those 3,000 last year, 1,000 actually started to engage. They did something, connected data, built pipelines, you know, did something. Out of those 1,000, 400 are using Kibula to actually power their businesses as a freemium on daily, daily and monthly basis. And we give them 300 minutes of, of platform for free. That's a lot. And out of those, already 100 actually paid with, uh, via their credit card. And out of those 100, we already upsold 10. So that's the power of product-led growth. But it would not happen without those five years you know, of developing community, developing partnerships, and developing the product. So that's really awesome, and we love it. By the way, our clients, the, the, the black box, that's, that's the amount of data they actually process within our platform every month. They take it from raw data into business insights and actions. They give it value and meaning. So next lesson, or, or area, and Nathan was now talking about it. I'm, I'm so, I was, I'm like so sorry we didn't start, you know, like last year when Founders Passport actually started. Like it's about financials. You were talking about it yesterday. When we started, we actually thought that every financial instrument is evil, right? It's evil. Cash is the king, right? We come from Europe, and we come from Eastern Europe, what you would call. So like my grandma would like never take loans, never, never, never ever, right? So that was our mentality, right? We started that, and we're like, only cash. Only money, baby, right? And, well, yes and no. As everything else, it's an instrument. And you should learn how to play it. You should learn how to use it. And we didn't, you know, soon enough. So if we would have known how to kind of like use it sooner, we would have scaled even faster. We made one great decision. We hired an internal internal person uh, for, you know, like, um, what's it called, Fisher? Uh, uh, headhunting, but internal, right? Uh, and recruiting. She sits in uh, Seattle, and she's been awesome, and that, that's a real game changer. Uh, Bob was talking about that yesterday. We did it three years ago, and it was, like, really incredible. But we made one mistake in that regard. We didn't hire CFO you know, uh, fast enough, you know? And I, that's one thing I would do differently, totally. Since like early, you know, like once we had a product market fit, we started growing, our customers started recommending us, I would actually hire a professional who would help us, you know, to actually work with financials. Because like today you have so many options, right? Yes, prepaid cash, right? You can do short-term debt, you can do, you know, you know like founders and family, right? Like, like to help you with that. But you also can do venture debt, venture financing, or if you are in Europe, you can do a lot of subsidies from European Union, Right? Nobody told us about that before, right? And we were like, subsidies, that's only for bad guys. Well, yes and no, right? And well, so that's, that's kind of like my thing. If you, are, if you are bootstrapping, learn how to work with financial instruments. Cash is not the only financial instrument you have. Okay, so now what happened, right? Well, we were overexposed. So remember that graph that Nate is showing kind of like your exposure, you know, exposure to uh, several clients? That what, that, uh, that's what happened to us. So first, we were overexposed during the COVID into hospitality and retail industry in the US. So our clients were just going bankrupt, right? We had a client who was, who was doing like 300,000 a year went bankrupt, right? A lot of the clients actually went into down sales and then started to pick up, right? Because we actually started to take care of them. And that was, that was really, really interesting. Uh, another client was in Asia, 
It was a big financial institution, and they lost 90% of their business within the first month of COVID. So that was, it was kind of like great. And everybody says, well, overexposure to a couple of clients is bad. Well, yeah, in the ideal world, it is. But if you, again, are starting and bootstrapping, and kind of like somebody, you know, you have a client who actually pays you a million dollars in advance, and it's aligned with your vision, that is pretty awesome. You can do a lot of stuff to that. And the bad stuff is you are overexposed. So, yeah, we got over that. Uh, we, actually, we actually, you know, reshuffled the company. We went into product-led growth. We started, you know, like working differently with enterprises. And now we are growing very nicely. So that's my couple of lessons, you know. Like, so, like, yeah, work with cash, bootstrap early. Uh, you know, like work with your clients and build community. And always, always, you know, change. Godard was saying that, you know, the only constant we have is the change. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Pavel.